0: and i break it in here hi guys this is adgo from the future i'm popping in to let you know that this episode is brought to you by kensington's newest title from Therese bahari and they lived happily ever after uh, which this is very exciting as I'm sure you can imagine I'm sure you're absolutely stoked out of your gourd yeah we've gone legit y'all we're not even we're not yokels anymore we're actually doing this to anyway um listen I've said it on the podcast before and I'll say it again probably a thousand more times um, but We're living in the golden age of rom-coms. My bookstore has a whole wall of them. You cannot escape the rom-com right now. I have been pretty open on the podcast about how rom-coms aren't really my thing. I typically um, only really like them when they have a touch of something something spicy, some some extra sauce on top. I like a little bit of magic, a little bit of uh, fantasy or sci-fi or, or you know, beeps and boops and blobs. I like a little bit of something. I don't just like, I don't know, Tim and Jan in IT uh, having some witty banter over burnt coffee and then, I don't know, moving into an apartment together. Anyway, it's just not really my thing. But that is why I'm so excited, actually, to talk to you about this book today, because And They Lived Happily Ever After has that little bit of something extra special. Not only is it unconventional, is it funny, is it set in Cape Town, South Africa, that's super cool, it also has an absolutely delightful spin. The heroine is a romance novelist who actually lives out her novels in her dreams and then magically writes them as bestsellers uh in in her waking life um and that is don't we all don't we all wish we were her <laughs> let me break out my inner stefan to tell you it's got everything okay dream sharing brother's best friend romance stuffy businessman meets cool creative did i mention that it's said in south africa that's dope as hell this book is for anyone who loves rom-coms, fans of Talia Hibbert, who's featured on the show before, and anyone who enjoys snappy dialogue disguising real drama and real heavy story beats and issues in the world, and also a little bit of magic. I love magic. This is this is a fabulous premise. I'm sure all of you would love to read this book. You should absolutely get it. You can find And They Lived Happily Ever After by Therese Bahari wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. And now we're going on to the episode. Bye! <laughs> you, know, you don't even let me ask
1: the question. It's sync up. Oh. Well, <laughs> go on. Oh, I know. Oh, no. It's Christmas. Um, um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have the copyright to that song. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry am we don't have the copyright to that song.
0: <laughs> okay. Well. Hi, welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst Podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly I with Pitch Hi! It's our holiday special. Well, I mean, like, sort of. Okay. So like <laughs> I I'm gonna be doing uh you will have already heard it, but um, we're recording these really early, uh, for many reasons. But in the in in the future, for us, in the past, for you, you will have heard um, my episode with Stacy Um, I believe. God, I hope that happens. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's so weird. I feel like I'm jinxing things whenever I mention a, an episode that hasn't been recorded yet. It's
1: fine. Um, Everything will be fine. Yeah, but so I good. mean that one's
0: gonna be a lot about Hanukkah and stuff, um, and and this is gonna be our our so like we started the holiday season technically I guess with with her, but I I am I I am now saying that this our first episode of December all the way till the third week of December this is this is the this is the home stretch of the holiday season for for Kingdom of
1: Thirst, um, yeah, and it's well we'll see how it goes. <laughs> how you doing, Paige? I'm doing good. I made sure to eat breakfast beforehand so there's no oatmeal sounds in this podcast Thank episode. Fuck. I do have my water and tea with me, though, so you you might hear a little slurpy-slurpy. But That's Abigail allowed. does that, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, I do that. My mouth gets
0: dry and tacky like old hodgepodge. Your teeth get fuzzy? I get, well, only when I drink Coke. And then, then oh. I get little fur coats on my teeth. I don't like it,
1: huh? Yeah. No. Also, is it Mod podge or is it hodgepodge? It's it's Mod podge. Ah, fuck. A hodgepodge <laughs> is like a saying. Oh gosh, how do I explain this? A like ho-
0: like a like a willy nilly. Like yeah, it's like, a, like a
1: hodgepodge. Like a yeah, like a,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I listen. I'm st- I'm tight ty- I've got a lot on my mind. I'm very tired. Ty- <laughs> There's a reason we're recording these early, and these are going to be shorter episodes. Is because I have a lot happening. To recap, I just finished writing a very long book in 45 days and also doing birthday month. And also now I have to edit that very long book in, oh, what is it? Two weeks? I have to finish writing the second draft of that book in. Two weeks, um, and so things are things are a lot for me right now. Also, we're headed into the holiday season. We are in the holiday season, um, at the bookstore, and that means I'm going to be working there like five days a week, which is twice as much as I typically do. Um, get that coin, though. I might get that coin, but like I, that also means that I'm just my foot is so tangled in so many wires. I'm just okay. Uh, it also just means that like I'm not, I'm I'm just not going to have the bandwidth or the or the time to do nearly as much as I would like to be able to do. It's just it's just that time of year. I'm not gonna have the time to do it. So we're making contingency plans. We're doing we're doing things that will make this easier on all of us. And so also I don't wanna like I consider taking the entire month of December off. Like that's how little time I'm gonna have in December. Um and I didn't wanna do that to you. Also because honestly, if you fall out of the habit of listening to a podcast, you never pick it back up again. So so I'm I g I am taking a week off. I'm taking the week of Christmas slash New Year's off, yay! Um, but but the the rest of December year, but you will be getting episodes. They're just going to be a little bit shorter. They're going to be just with Paige and I. We're not going to have any other special guests. Um, Paige is the most special guest.
1: Oh, my,
0: my best friend. Oh my god! Um, I know, right? <laughs> Can you believe it? It's the first time we've ever even said that to each other. <laughs> you know. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, Maine, but it's how I feel. Oh my god.
1: It's okay. I feel the same way. Oh my
0: god! Oh <laughs> my! Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but I, this is like, this is basically like, um, uh, instead of doing like one big holiday special, we're doing a long stretch of holiday episodes, uh, that are going to be shorter and I hope kind of add up to something that you find fun. Um, also while we're mentioning it, December 1st, which, God bless, I think this episode comes out after. Yeah, it would come out. It would come out after. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. December 1st. Uh, the... Officially the the full cover for Consort's Glory, my serial releasing February sixth, twenty twenty two. Subscribe um, to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. patreon.com slash works by Abigail, all one word. Um that is up now. You can go see
1: it. It is it is a it's a butte. <laughs> Paige, do you want to describe it? Um okay. So <laughs> Uh, Abigail has been working on this cover for a little while. A grip, a A grip, grip, a grip. Um, She sent me like her progress photos. Uh, We would talk back and forth about it. Uh, It's it's ooh, it's real spicy. It's the two uh, love interests right on the cover. They look like they're dancing or being uh, held in a loving embrace, and the the, the, y'all, <laughs> the main guy character, he looks he, so good. his name, good. You can say his name. Theodore. Up oh, Theodore.
0: Theodore.
1: We love him. We love him so yeah. much. Theodore Thaddeus Solborn,
0: son of Thaddeus Solborn II, head of the Solborn family and sovereign of the Elvish Protectorate,
1: also baby. Fucking incredible. Y'all, because... I'm best friend and uh I get best friend benefits. I, I best friend rights. Best friend rights. Uh I do I, I have been reading the book. And it is so good, y'all. <laughs> it's so good.
0: It is well I like there's gonna be a whole Consorts Glory episode the week it comes out. Incredible you know, the week the serial launches. Um but it, it, so we will talk about it more, obviously. But the cover is inspired by JC Leindecker. Um and it is so it's painterly, it's juicy, it's it is not to what one might say market. It is definitely not, you know, like every other cover out there,
1: shall we say?
0: It is very um,
1: Abigail though. Like I can tell is, that she she's been putting her heart and soul into this.
0: Yeah, I i just I hope you all like it. I mean, if you don't, that's fine, just don't tell me. Um <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. Yeah, I mean I, I I had a lot of fun with it. It's up everywhere. It's up on Patreon. Obviously, it's up on Instagram at Kingdom Thirst. It's up on my Twitter and on the Kingdom of Thirst Twitter, Abiel K. Kelly slash Kingdom Thirst. Um, you can find it in all the places. Um And I'm also doing like teaser quotes every Tuesday, uh, teaser Tuesday. And then on Sundays, I have been currently, as of November, I've been releasing the kind of cover teasers as well as art that i have saved up from the five fucking years i've worked on this book um but uh going forward it will just be the art obviously because the cover will have been revealed but i'm posting posting a bunch of art and that's like sketches that's stuff from my actual sketchbook or digital i'm doing paintings i've also got 3d work that i'm gonna share and probably have shared at this point um have so much I have so much art, y'all. It has been, it's like, for mostly because for most of the like development of the book, right, initially, um, I was in art school. So I would just like be thinking about the characters as I was sitting, you know, in class and have my sketchbook open. So a lot of my sketchbooks are full of the beginnings of of the story and the characters. So there's a lot. Um, I remember when you
1: did those. Incredible.
0: Right, yeah, I was going back through my old moleskins because I always carry a, a black moleskin sketchbook with me wherever I go with that cheapo paper in it. um, and uh, I was going through one of the the first one that I ever bought, and so that was like twenty twenty fourteen twenty fifteen mm-hmm. my first year of art school, right? Our first year of art school, and uh and it was so funny because i I found the very first picture I ever drew of Margot in it, <laughs> and she looks absolutely nothing like. What she, her current iteration, except for (laughs) that she has red hair, which she continues to have and has always had. But it's, it's just, it was just very funny. So I can't wait. I'm going to do probably just before it comes out, I'm going to do like a big post on Patreon all about the history of, of Concert's Glory and how it came to be. Um, and, and it's going to be, you know, like including a bunch of artwork and, um, yeah, because it's it's been quite the journey with this book that I have had and you have had,
1: Paige. I need um, to I need to dig up that picture of when you printed it for the first time. Yeah, I was with yeah. her. We went to the print shop. She got it like all all printed and and kind of bound as as best as they could. And <laughs> then we went to Mel's Diner.
0: <laughs> the original seven hundred page almost <laughs> edition of that book. Yeah, um, it is. Oof. That was rough. Uh, that fucking print cost me like 70 bucks because I didn't yep. understand how to format things. So it was just like 8 and a half by 11 sheets of double spaced single looked, page. It looked
1: huge. It looked like, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it weighed a ton. I still have it. And I will honestly, I should post a picture of that um, at some point. That is brutal. Um, I have several printed versions of that book now. Um Yeah, so all of that to say, there's a bunch of good stuff going on in December. So if, I mean, then we're going to head on into January, and January's going to have good stuff as well. And then February's going to be here before you know it, and the launch of the is going to be here. I want to also mention um, that December I'm also, um, well, currently, there's a pull-up that you will not be able to vote in. But there's a pull-up on the Patreon available to everybody, even people who are not. Um, subscribers, that you can vote on two short story releases that I'm going to be doing in December and January um, because I want you to be paying for something that you actually get. So, since there's no uh, serial releases happening at the moment, you were paying for these... I say short stories. But, Paige, you know know the length of things that I write.
1: (laughs) Yep, I sure do. I sure do. I mean... I would still They're consider. They're going to be at least it, fifty
0: pages. Yeah, at least.
1: that's still. I would still consider that a short story. Yeah. Um, you know, but it it it's good. It's yeah. good so so
0: I hope that you feel like you're gonna get your money's worth um but you can they, they people are voting on those now one of them I the one in the lead currently is about a changeling Faye who has been trapped in a uh enchanted terrarium and who was rescued by a grumpy demon Um Love that. With his own agenda and then the one after that in the um, probably if if it if the trends continue that one the one with the terrarium, terrarium will come out first and then the second one that's gonna come out is um the uh, Hellfire, which is a uh, story about a woman who is sacrificed to a dragon to save her village, and things don't go exactly as planned. Um, so, those are going to be coming out. So, if you want any of that, go to patreoncom slash Abigail. Link is in the description of the podcast episode, as always. But it's time. It's time. It is time. Let's jingle our jangles. <laughs> the dingle or dangles. <laughs> Paige, do you know what we're talking about today?
1: Um, I'm guessing something Christmassy.
0: Well, first we need to start.
1: Okay. We need to go.
0: We need to go back to the halcyon days of a few weeks ago when I was in deep in a, into the into the fugue of. Closing on the end of my draft of Consort's Glory, mm-hmm. um, sleeping very little, eating mm-hmm. less, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, you know, what would be a really good idea. What if I went on eBay?" And I and I shouldn't. I shouldn't have access to eBay.
1: <laughs> you really shouldn't. <laughs> I've done tremendous
0: damage to myself on eBay <laughs> multiple times now. God. Um. So I went on eBay, and I I found. Well, okay. So I just, I bought 30 books. I bought 30 books I'd unseen from eBay. And I, I had them delivered to my my human home. The place where I live. My house.
1: I like how you said human home. As if that home didn't belong to Babs.
0: Well, it, I mean, it doesn't. She's not on the fucking lease, is she?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know she's, she's you know she's the head of the household.
0: Also, there's a lot of spiders in my house right now, so they're also, I guess, this <laughs> is also their house, it's an arachnid home. Um, no, but I, so I ordered a bunch of books, sign on scene, because my idea roughly for, for December was like, okay, well maybe I'll get like a bunch of random books and then like talk about them in like short episodes instead of like reading them. I'll just be like, oh, look at this book I got. I don't know, it wasn't a fully formed idea. I just bought, I just I just I did. I just wanted to buy a bunch of random books, so I bought a two lots of paranormal slash fantasy romance novels from two different used bookstores. One had ten books. One had twenty. And boy, howdy, did I get a variety of books!
1: You got I, such a haul!
0: I got such a strange, very haul. strange haul. I posted. Um, in in my instagram stories that when i got the the package of 10 in um i i posted kind of a informal unboxing um and that was quite something um we, i got some <laughs> i got a strange amount of buffy books which i will yes. never ever read i have no desire to consume buffy the vampire slayer never have um anyway that's something but Never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined what fate would bestow upon us, Paige. Paige. Paige! Yes? Because we got a gift buried in this giant package of 20 used romance novels sent from Texas that I almost didn't receive because there was like a snafu with the, with the like... The mailman who like couldn't find my house and then said it was delivered and then I went all around the neighborhood looking to see if I could find it and then it turns out it was still on the truck and it was like a whole thing I finally get it and I open it up and deep buried within the core of this box was was the greatest holiday gift I could ever receive
1: what was that Abigail
0: it was vamp a vampire for Christmas. Yeah,
1: that cover is incredible. Yes, I remember this from the boxing vi- from the unboxing video. Fucking incredible. So a
0: vampire for Christmas is an anthology of four oh. different stories, which I was like, again, perfect. I was like, oh, I can base an episode for each of the episodes of December on one of these uh, stories. So
1: it's all aligning. It's all it's coming all together. all
0: It was worth it. I got 30 books, and all I needed was this one.
1: <laughs> and you only will read one.
0: <laughs> that is why I've read a couple of them now, and they are fucking buck wild. It is crazy the things that get published. Anyway, um, so this is an anthology that was published in 2011. Um, it's called, again, A Vampire for Christmas. It shows a very... I don't often use the word smirking because I feel like people don't really smirk very often in real life. This man is smirking. He's got this little he's got this little Oh,
1: 100%. The the smirk. key to the smirk is only to smile with one side of your mouth.
0: It's true and he looks like he looks like his name is like Devin and he it does look I met like him Devin.
1: I met him Although, at a Dave and Busters.
0: And his brothers trying to get Devin me to invest in Bitcoin.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, have you heard of NFTs? God. Just um, y'all, if anyone ever tries to like be a little too like hard about uh like NFTs or or like Bitcoin or how like any of any of that realm, just respond with, Oh, so like Cole's cash <laughs>
0: <laughs> or just oh, so p- Ponzi scheme? Cool. That sounds good. Um, or just like show them that episode of uh, of of Always Sunny where they try and recreate David Buster's cash uh, for the bar, and th- there you'll you'll get there. God. Um Yeah. So this this book, I mean, it's got of a, a quite the fella on the front. Um, it was published in two thousand eleven. It's by Harlequin, and uh, the authors are. Laurie London, Michelle Hoff, uh Caridad Pinero and Alexis Morgan. Um and there are four stories in it. We're only going to talk about three. Um I guess I'm going to mention the fourth, I suppose, which is actually technically the third in in order. But um the I have like I have so much to say. I I've, I've read a few traditional traditional Mm-hmm. traditionally published anthologies at this point. And I have been massively underwhelmed by almost all of them. This one included, frankly. Oh. I mean, it's fun. It's banana. I mean, it's vampire for Christmas. It's va- It's it's vampire-themed Christmas stories. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, of course, it's going to be at least entertaining, right? But most of the anthologies I have read at this point that are traditionally published have been just, like, so disappointing. It's like, I well, I know what it's like. They get, like, people who are really good at long form romance at like full novel length romance and then they go hey you should be part of this anthology to get your name out there anthologies sell really well um and so they write a story and they put it in there but they like don't actually know how to write a satisfying novella or short story um because those are two very different skills and i posted on twitter the other night but i i firmly believe this is true i think the traditionally published anthologies that I've read, these people have so clearly never been on uh, Archive of Our Own and read, like, an insane amount of one shots. um. Because I have very rarely read, like, fan fiction that was, like, a 10,000-word short story or, like, a a novella, right, you know, mm-hmm. without feeling satisfied in the end, being like, oh, yeah, that was a good ending. That was a solid, you know, yeah, yeah. for sure. um. I almost never feel like it's a good ending in traditionally published anthologies. Like there's, there like no good endings. They
1: need to go on AO3 because they got that down. Well, it's like they they feel like, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more as we do the other episodes.
0: But like it feels like they are still trying to apply all of the rules that apply to long form romance, in a shorter format. Can't do that. that. Doesn't work. I if okay if you are telling me that. Two people met three days ago, and they are, they they fall in love, okay, or they they start a relationship in that span, and things are really intense or whatever because one of them's a vampire or some shit. Okay, whatever. That's fine. I actually don't need them to say the words, I love you, because they don't necessarily, they haven't actually fallen in love yet, right? Like, or I don't need, I certainly don't need them to get married, let yeah. alone say it. I know at the, I should know at the end of the Story that their relationship is going to unfurl, and that they are going to uh, they are going to be together forever. They will eventually say the words. They will eventually cement their commitment to each other, one way or the other. I I need to have that assurance. I don't actually need to see it happen. And they, it just feels like these writers are like, oh, I I know that in a long form romance, they they need desperately to to uh, to say that and to put those milestones in there which you can get away with if you're writing if your reader is spending a hundred thousand words with these people whatever the actual time span of the relationship or not it makes sense in the reader's brain fucking it doesn't make sense if I spent 50 pages with these people and they're like on page three they're like oh I, I can't do commitment and then on page 50 they're like will you marry me like no it doesn't fucking work that way it's
1: too, that gives me whiplash it doesn't work but- like that Believe me, I will. I will one hundred percent
0: believe in my heart of hearts. They are going to be together forever at the end of the story. I don't need you to tell me that they're going to be together forever. I don't need you. You to, don't need it. You showed me. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I like had this whole like existential crisis where I was like laying in bed and I was like, "Oh God, do I know how to write a short story? Do I do that? Like?" And I personally, I don't think so. I want to say that a really good example of someone who did this right, um. So CMNes Costa, Christine,
1: uh, shout out of to the Christine. Pod. Hi,
0: Christine. Shout out to Christine. Hey, Christine. Hi, Christine. Hey, Goyle. Um, hope you're doing all right, Goyle. Um, she released uh the Maven Feast, which is a a novella about a witch, a neurodivergent witch, and a Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh, I really oh, don't right. have the copyright for that one. No, you wicked, do not do not do that to me. Um, so I don't know. Did you see any of the art for this page? I don't think so. Okay, so uh, you should you should look up the Maven Feast, okay. and then tell me what you see. We will eventually talk about this book, but like you should look that up. Okay. <laughs> Christine did a great job it's a great book i liked it very much i was very sad when it ended because i wanted more but don't worry there will be more actually there's going to be lots of them i think so i'm very excited about it don't don't even stress y'all i
1: did see the art for this one i just didn't uh-huh. recognize the title yes i saw it on mm-hmm. twitter it's so oh, good it's very good either man it's has very many spicy arms. i love that i love that art style by the way too Yes, yes. Uh, oh, gosh. What's the...
0: Oh, that's embarrassing. Hold on. I know the name of the artist. I have followed her for a very long time. <laughs> she does the Antiman comic. Um.
1: Well. Well. Hold on. Are spiders, like, in right now? Because Tiffany Roberts also did. A husband doing. Uh, I think we, we just... I mean, everyone wants
0: the... <laughs> Everyone, everyone just wants everyone just wants the the, the monsters right now. So yes, yeah, spiders are in, nagas are in, snake men, you know, love it. Fish men are gonna come back, I'm sure. It's it's all you know. Everyone's just looking for something weird to smooch. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's a it's it's a really like what Christine did well was that even though the book itself takes place over the course of like four months, I think. Um, and and it would. I, I probably wouldn't have begrudged her, like, doing the the thing where she says, you know, they, they say the words, I love you, or they, whatever, or they seal their commitment, or whatever the hell, um because of that. But she doesn't even do that, because they have just started their relationship by the end of the book. Nice. So you get the feeling that these people are going to be together forever, they really feel something very deeply for each other, and you are assured as the reader that things are going to continue on that way, Yeah. Um. without actually having to shoehorn in this really weird amount of commitment that like no human being even if they're feeling it in the heart of hearts would feel the need to do right away like it's just weird it's just a weird vibe it feels very unnatural not a fan um anyway this is, we've been talking about this for like 25 minutes so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna continue. okay we need to get on with the, the show here i forgot what the name of the first book was and it just made me laugh okay <laughs> So uh, the first the first novella we're talking about today is Enchanted by Blood.
1: <laughs> very fitting is, for a vampire this, romance book.
0: It's true. This is by Lori London. And this is maybe the most well-written one. We're gonna get to some fucking wild shit in the next couple. But this this one was very clearly existed in a wider universe. I it's worth noting that I've not read anything by any of these writers before. I think they all have like Kind of like Nalini Singh releases a lot of novellas that are set in her universe. Um, I think most of these exist in a wider universe. Um, so there's elements of, like, world building that is, like, very clearly this is, like, a much bigger story happening in the background of this, like, short novella. Um, but uh, this one is about a, a – a va- well, I'm just going to apologize to you right now. The vampire's name is Trace. Um. oh <laughs> It's only half a step
1: up from Chad. I'm sorry. I knew a Trace. He was interesting.
0: <laughs> they always are. Like Trevor's. Trevor's are always something.
1: I know Trevor.
0: I did know Trevor. He was my also something. My uh my grandpa called him Fuzzy. Anyway, God. um <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a I I don't know. It's a, you can take it as a compliment because the rest of us were heads So <laughs> all the other cousins were were just buckethead because our heads were empty. Anyway, so um, his name is Trace Westfallen or Westphalen. I don't know. There's only one L, so it's kind of hard. But this this story, I'm
1: just <laughs> what's going on? What what happened in it? What ha- what's going on? I don't know what it is. I but I feel like half of
0: Romance novel heroines are party planners. And I don't know why. But the the Christmas element of this book revolves around a party. Like a like a Christmas party that involves a vampire. A vampire throwing a Christmas party and hiring a human event planner to make it happen. And I just and this is the most like well written one too. This is the one I enjoyed the most. That's actually the one we're gonna talk about last. Oh. But this is, this is the one that's the most well written, and it's just, I feel like, why are they always event planners? I feel like every other anyway. It's like it's just a pet peeve. I feel like that's like the safest um, career path people pick for women. It's like, oh, you know, women like parties and decorations. Well, yeah, I'll make them an event planner. <laughs> Females, am I right? Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. So basically, the premise of this is that uh, a a woman named Charlotte, a, an event planner, a decorator, a, a woman who owns her own business, a big boss lady, uh, I might even call her a girl boss, she uh, is leaving a, a club because she was feeling lonely and she got ditched by her friend who went to go sleep with a guy who's also a client i guess it was very strange um and she is stalked by two vampires who are going to presumably uh garrot her in an alley um or desanguinate her i suppose not garrot or both you can do both um and basically uh she is rescued by by our, our our young man trace um who is a Well, I guess he was, you could call him a former cop, essentially, a vampire cop. He was, like, he was part of the, like, secret force that, like, tracks down bad vampires. Um, But he has retired from that, and he is now uh, awaiting his seat on the Vampire Council after the death of his highfalutin vampire father. And um, he saves her. And uh, he then... They go home together and they sleep together and it's fantastic and, and wonderful. Um, except that you find out um, that actually the reason he saved her is because they had been dating for a whole year prior to this but he wiped her memory. Oh no. So so can you maybe try and guess what some of the reasons are that he might have done that? Can you just can you try to spitball?
1: Oh gosh, um, mm. Mm. they had uh, a disagreement. Maybe it's it's kind of like a, like a she w- wanted to be turned into a vampire and he was like nah, mm. or mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I feel like it's gonna be something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm.
0: Well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's stupid necessarily, but um, no, she didn't know he was a vampire. Oh, and the reason, so how they got together in the first place was that she planned a party for him, another Christmas party, um, and uh, and they started dating in the planning of that, and they were together for a while, and it was it was passionate, and it was it was loving, and he never even bit her once, um, and then. At that Christmas party that she planned, she stumbled upon his cousin um, in a, basically a blood orgy in the middle of, oh. of of going to town on a lady in many ways, Fang and other things, um, and killed killed that lady. And she she found them in the basement in the middle of the party. And instead of instead of Trace being like, "Are you okay? Like, how do we feel about this?" <laughs> um he just wipes her memory immediately of everything he could have wiped her memory of the event itself and then kind of like recovered a little he wiped her of everything oh not no. only because of that but because now that he has ascended to the vampire council he's like his father's dying wish was that he like restore the family name after like one of his uncles did some bullshit and also his cousin is is a terrible person who kills women and stuff. Um, He promised to do everything he could to restore the family name. And part of that, he fears that people won't let him onto the council if they find out that he's dating a human without changing her because vampires have a population problem and they can only create vampire children with other vampires. Um, So basically it's either change her and be like, don't worry, we're going to have vampire kids or never have kids with her, which is unacceptable. Or date a vampire lady on the side, have a vampire heir, and, like, do all... And he's just, like... He basically just panics, considering all of that, and just wipes her entire memory. Um, which is, like, wicked fucked up, actually. Oh, God. What a what a move. What a decision. Yeah. It's really, really bad. And then, after this night that he rescues her, and then they go back to her house, and then he sleeps with her again, because he just can't resist her. Uh-huh. Um, like... He, he then, like, walks out of her life again and is like, oh, I f- f- fucked up. That can't happen again. I really do have to stay away because I'm still, like, not officially on the council. And I don't know why. They keep, like, s- delaying the vote. I don't get it. Like, I need to restore my family name. And so his friend is like, hey, you should throw another Christmas party. Everyone loved your Christmas party last year. Everyone had a great time, including the woman who died. <laughs> And he's like, I don't think actually that that's... There's only like two weeks until Christmas. I don't think I can do that. This is like the most fucked up Hallmark movie. (laughs) It's very good. The lady who
1: died, her last thought is like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. I'm I'm about to be dead. I shouldn't have left my
0: small town for the big city.
1: (laughs) But wow, those cocktails sure did hit well.
0: (laughs) Wow, the wreaths, really beautiful. Are those? The lights,
1: classy. (laughs)
0: Um, So... So he's like, well, what if you hire that, like, that lady you got last year? And yeah. Paige, I'm telling you, the reason he does it, no. knowing how terrible no. the idea it is, is because his grandma is like, "Hey, I really liked her. You should do that again."
1: Not the grandma.
0: <laughs> the grandma. The vampire grandma. Not the vampire
1: grandma. <laughs> the
0: vamp. The grandma. Vam-
1: the vam- uh. grandma. <laughs> okay, is she okay? In this world, is it the same where like they're vampires and they don't age? And is she like uh, they just age slowly? Okay, so she is she like uh described as like a young sexy grandma? Nah. Oh, is nah. she like she's, an actual like, old grandma? Yeah, she's like a stately like like fucking much incredible. Older woman. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Just a little yeah. old lady like knitting in bed, and then she got her bangs.
0: She you almost never see her except for when
1: she's having tea. So she just like sits in her parlor all
0: day and has tea. Um, which is fantastic. The I life I want to live, frankly. Exactly. Me too. I want to live in my giant mansion. By the way, this is take. This takes place in Seattle, um, <laughs> which is very good. Um, she just sits in her giant mansion and bosses her grandson around. <laughs> That's all she does. Um, and and so like it is obviously like Charlotte is super attracted to him and, like, doesn't really understand why she trusts him so much right away and, and like, obviously is very conflicted about sleeping with a client because, you know. And then he, like, he goes out of his way. He does that thing that really annoys me in most romance novels when, like, particularly when it's a dude but because it rarely happens with the, the female characters it's always the dude who does this but who's just like by the way i don't want you that way like this can't this relationship can't be anything other than like professional or whatever and then like 10 minutes later he's like bending her over a desk like i i'm sorry like, i don't like like no that's that's not the strength of your convictions
1: um, The whiplash the whiplash
0: of it all Exactly. And, of course, like, that's basically what happens. Like, he holds out for, like, a little while, but not very long. Um, and then her, like, memories come back because they go to, like, a different Christmas party. Um, and she gets, like, really fucking angry with him, obviously, because she's like, Bro, did you did you mind wipe me? Bro, did you mind wipe my ass? And he's just like, <sighs> <sighs> only a little, by which I mean quite a lot, actually. So cool. And then I slept with you again under false pretenses.
1: No. Yeah. And they still end up together. They still do end up together. That makes me mad.
0: And and so, of course, what ends up happening is that she, you know, she's like, fuck you. I'm going to. I, I am professional to my core. I, you, our relationship is so messed up. I don't even care that you're a vampire. I'm just so angry at you. On top of that, I'm. you know what? Fuck, I'm going to finish this party. This is going to be the best goddamn Christmas party that this area has ever seen. So she throws a Christmas party. And then at the Christmas party, the cousin shows up again. Not the cousin. <laughs> The cousin, and he's angry because he wants Trace's seat on the council, and so he abducts her and and basically kills her um, in a shed. Uh, out back. Oh, or not a shed, I guess it's like a guest house. Oh, out back while Trace isn't looking, um, and 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 Trace rescues her, but oh no, she's dying, and so he has to turn her into a vampire, um, and and then for whatever reason. um, they go to... I was imagining... So all of this takes place, right? In, like, modern Seattle. Everything's very modern, obviously. They've got like, uh, big, fancy cars and all this stuff and Christmas and whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, to get his, like, seat on the Vampire Council, he, like, essentially goes to Voltura, you know, from, like, yep, Twilight, yep, where there's, like, yep. everyone's wearing robes and oh, they're, God. like, in Europe out of fucking nowhere at the end of this book. And then, like... <laughs> for, so he's, like arguing his case to be on the council because that has been the whole thing like they are delaying his vote to be on the council he doesn't know why and he assumes it's because they're worried that he's going to be like his other disgraced family members okay fair enough so so he's arguing his case really convincingly and then she gets up and argues his case for him in front of these like ancient vampires who she fucking didn't even know about the existence of vampires until like 10 minutes ago. She is just turned into a vampire five minutes ago. Why the fuck does her opinion on this man matter to these people? Uh. I do not know. But it works, and she makes this really impassioned speech about how good of a man he is, even though really she doesn't fucking know that because. Like, I mean, like she just, just, just a few seconds about ago, him.
1: like she was so mad and was so ready to never see him again because he fucking mind wiped her. Yeah. And then he saves her from... I mean, he kind of saves her from his cousin. She still died and became a vampire anyway, which, I mean, yeah. I guess is... That would... that I would, mean, she's not... She, she ain't dead, and she's still going to basically
0: be the same. Like, she, like the vampires in, these, in this particular story are, like, basically the same. They just can't be out in the sun very long, and they drink a little bit of blood, but they could, like, have kids, and they, like, age and stuff. So, like, it's not... It's actually not that different. But, like... Which is like, it makes it even more baffling that he was like, oh, I cannot possibly tell her that I'm a vampire. You're,
1: you're basically a dude with some allergies. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, you just just tell people that you get sun rash when you go outside. And then like... You have an iron deficiency. And then you have an iron deficiency. <laughs> a great skin. Just sneak a little <laughs> blood in your tea or your coffee. No one will need to know. Like, he
0: still can eat food.
1: Like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. uh, being a vampire in this world is kind of lame, then, <laughs> to the be bullshit? honest. Like, it's What's the
0: it's point? Like, like, I guess just, like, that you can live long. Like, I don't even understand. Not None of these existed in a world where vampires were out, by the way. Like, they were all, like, all of these were hidden sort of situations. So I'm like, I don't, in that story in particular, I'm like, why the fuck do these people not just live alongside? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this makes What's no sense point? to me. What's the point? And then, what was the point of all the pageantry at the end with the robes and the oh, like chamber and the, the, the torches and what all? Is very strange. Anyway, the book ends with them fucking in front of a mirror in a fancy bedroom, and that's about it. Like okay. that's that's it. All right. Um. And it, she's absolutely certain that that she can have his children. She just gets this feeling that she can have his children, so it's you- not going to be an issue. Oh.
1: She just like senses that her ovaries are receptive. Ew. It's a very
0: strange line in there. Yeah. And like that's at least gross. as a vampire
1: I would hope that childbirth and whatnot is maybe a little bit easier. I don't know why I think they're... that. I but... mean, mm. I we have both read Twilight. I don't know why you would think But that. this book isn't Twilight.
0: That's true. I imagine it's broadly very similar to having a having a kid in um, you know, as a non-vampire as a as a human being.
1: But that's still terrible. Um, I want still, still probably fucking terrible. I just yeah. I, sounds like being a vampire in this world is kind of lame. <laughs> like it just sounds like a little bit of an inconvenience. It sounds you like more inconvenience, into the sun, yeah. And then you can't drink blood, but everything else is pretty much normal. Yeah, like you age
0: definitely way slower, but like I get
1: okay, you still age, all right. So you watch everyone you love die around you and then you live for like what another like That's 30 years. That's why you only
0: make friends with other vampires, Paige. Come That's on. That's even more of an inconvenience because there's so little of them. I'm so angry. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty this bad. This sounds so lame. And, like, it also is really fucking dumb because like the guy who is his friend who in the beginning was like, Oh, you <laughs> You should throw another Christmas party, <laughs> you sad piece of shit, was like, it was like, he, he just got married and had a baby with his changeling... Human-turned-vampire-bride. So it's not even like this is oh unprecedented.
1: Trace could have done this from the jump. Uh. <laughs> Fucking baffled. Anyway. Anyway. Can this, they at least this... turn into bats? Can they fly? No. Oh, my God. What's the point? I, I mean,
0: they've got, like, certain mind powers, right? They've got, like, the ability to, like, enthrall and white memory and stuff. But, yeah, no. They're they're, they're just... They're just... They're... they're Humans with a little bit more horsepower, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> that's so um, lame. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so that's so that's book one. It does sound so that like is, a, it does
1: sound like a cute story. Like overall, it
0: was it was actually it was actually a very kind of fun story. Yeah, it, was, it
1: does sound. I, I'm I'm bashing on it because that's what I like to do. But it, absurd, it actually does absurd. sound entertaining.
0: <laughs> it's it's very entertaining. It was quick. It had the most satisfying arc. There was nice. the most action in this one. Nice. Um, it like it it felt like. It felt like a really condensed, like, Cressley Cole story nice. without, like, obviously it wasn't as good as if Cressley Cole had written it. Of him, course but, like, not. Um, no shame to to Laurie London. Cressley Cole's just in a league of her own, and I love her vampires. But, um, you know, it definitely, like, it, it, it was, it had a good arc. It didn't it didn't end with them, like, I guess they got engaged or whatever, but like, they, I felt more satisfied with that because, like, okay, well, he did turn her into a vampire. And also, she's probably already pregnant or some shit. It was the vibe mm-hmm. I got. And also, they were together for it like a year beforehand. So, yeah. like, that all kind of made more sense to me. And it wasn't like rammed down our throats where, like, the last line was like,
1: oh, and by the way, Trace, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like, the believability of, of like, them lasting forever yeah. and and being yeah. like you know eventually getting married and having children it 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 sounds like it was like the most concrete they they genuinely felt like they
0: were in love with each
1: other yeah. and fell in love
0: again so that was like yeah that 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 actually that part of the the story was very good that's nice um, that does sound the very nice the premise was bonkers but of course it's going to be bonkers it's a vampire christmas story and you know what all of these all of these are this way. Incredible. The next one, the next one is gonna blow your fucking socks off, y'all. I can't off, wait to talk I, about it. I can't wait. So we're actually gonna end this here. Uh, we're at forty-five minutes now, so Sounds I think good. that's a, that's a good place to stop. So Paige, let's do your
1: pluggables. Find me I don't on know my. I said it like that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, you can find me on my imprint shop, uh dot com. Link you. The description. Page, use page. H-U-E-S, link in description. You can also like, follow me. Like page in a book and hues as in colors. My name's a pun, y'all. It's incredible. Um, And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, also link in the description. Um, All this vampire talk is making me want to watch Midnight Mass again, so please watch Midnight Mass so I can talk about it Uh, in the Kingdom of Thirst Discord.
0: Yes, yes. Midnight Mass is a friend. crazy-ass show. I fucking love that show. I loved it. I love all the, like, Catholic shit in it. It, it made me cry. I didn't cry, but I did scream a little bit. I had a good time. I, I, I screamed, gr- I, I
1: cried, funny. I laughed. I had a grand old time. Please a watch l- Midnight felt a Mass.
0: I felt a yeah. little <sighs> ill.
1: Just a little bit. That yeah,
0: was good. Yeah, I, I, I loved the... the Sex (laughs) organless vampire monster. He was very good. He was great. Um, well. They were great. We don't know what they identify as, but they were they were an intensely intensely sexual being for not actually having any genitals. Incredible. So like,
1: yeah. When I when I I saw, (laughs) I don't mean to derail it too much, but just when I saw them, I was like, hey, it's it's like (laughs) it's like that vampire. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's that's what we did. The Baron, yeah,
0: yeah B-, B and I were like, "Oh, it's the Baron." <laughs> the Baron. <laughs> His genitals are incomprehensible and terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eldritch genitals. Okay. God. So, uh, that's it. That's the end of this episode. We're gonna we're we we're we're gonna record another one right now. Right now. So you're gonna get the next one next week. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And if you are a lover of, say, Mariah Carey. You'll really enjoy it. Anyway, oh moving on. Um, you can find me at Abigail K Kelly slash Kingdom Thirst everywhere except for the places that I'm not. You can also find my Patreon at patreon.com slash works by Abigail, all one word, or just by searching Abigail Kelly, it'll come up. Consorts Glory. Read it. Yes. Look at all the art. It's out. It's coming out. Well the actual book is now yet. But all the stuff. All the art uh, and what whatnot. All, all the Ooh. Sneak peeks. I'm going to be, I'm also going to be releasing some teaser stuff, um, specifically to Patreon and nowhere else. Like, I'm going to be releasing a map of, uh, the United States as it exists in, in, uh, in this world, which I was working on the other day. I'm Mm -hmm. also going to be obviously doing, um, the, the the short stories and stuff and releasing art for those as well. So get on over there, y'all, and join our Discord. Um, there's a fun and funky little Kingdom of Thirst Discord where we do pet photos and talk about stuff and food and, um, fun shit. It's and fun. Memes
1: and what I'm and hang I out I with us. get this.
0: roasted mercilessly. Yep. And bullied. Anyway. Love y'all. Okay.
1: Bye! Bye!
0: Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcast.